are listening to the SLCC podcast series What's on the Agenda. Each episode brings you content created especially for clerks. The shows include question and answer sessions with sector experts, special guests and much more. Learn more about our podcasts by visiting us at slcc.co.uk slash podcasts. I'm Shelley Parker, and I work for the SLCC, and alongside Naomi Beebe, who also works for the SLCC, we're lucky enough to be talking to Tilly Lockie. Now, Tilly, she's that multi-talented, hard-working and rising star. Um, from an early age, she's been helping to develop state-of-the-art bionic arms with open biotics, which she wears every day. She's won humanitarian awards in New York, won a talent competition, Got What It Takes, where she performed to an audience of 20,000 on Radio One's Big Weekend and has been a big online presence across all so- social media platforms. Singer, presenter... TV host, model, social influencer, public speaker, all this. And she's 18. Welcome, Tilly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, Can- my gosh. That's so funny. Because, like, my management always just, like, write out every accomplishment. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Wow, I've done a lot. <laughs> Can you tell us about your story? Yeah. So my story started, I mean, I was born and I was totally normal, happy, healthy baby, like all four limbs. Nothing seemed different at all. I was totally fine. And then it was when I was 15 months old that I fell ill with a terrible disease called meningococcal septicemia strain B, which is quite a mouthful, very hard to spell as well. (laughs) I figured as I grew up. But that basically meant that although I got to keep my life, thankfully, I did have to amputate my hands. So I grew up from about the age of one, really, like without hands. And that's the only way I've ever known myself, really. And since the age of two, we got into prosthetics from the NHS and then ended up going private. And literally, I'm now 18 and I've been wearing the Bonacoms I wear now for about six or seven years. But yeah, prosthetics ever since I was two. So it's it's been a journey. <laughs> You you often talk about bionics being more than just a medical device. How have you helped to get that message across? And I guess particularly to younger people. 100%. I feel like when we first started getting into prosthetics, there was such a stigma around it. I mean, before I was even offered a prosthetic arm that would move at all, even manually, I was given a glove. And I mean, that's got a terrible connotation with it already. It's like, you want to hide that part of you away. And I think like me and my mom were in the room and we got handed this like glove and my mom literally goes like, oh, so what does it do? Like excited to find out what we can do with it. And the guy was just like, oh, nothing. You just stick it on the end. And that to us was just like, what's the point? Why? Like, we're not trying to hide this. We want something that's going to help. With um, all your achievements, uh, where do you get that in- inspiration from to keep going and, and achieving even more? I do feel like I've got my family a lot to thank for my mindset today. I mean, they were very, I talk about it in my presentation, which I'm going to do later today, but there was like a certain moment in my life which really changed my mindset completely and made me realize that although I've got this disability, like I also have a choice, you know, everyone's got a choice to, you know, take on all that help, which you absolutely can when you need it. Um, 
and people look at my situation and like I've got no hands and stuff and feel like you need a lot of that help you know what I mean but there's also that choice that although you might need help and do things differently some ways you can still accomplish things and I feel like there was a point in my life where I made the choice yes I can sit back and let everyone do things for me or I can take charge and try and do things myself even if I do have to do them a little bit differently or it takes a bit more time and it was about when I was probably about like four years old where I just got this like overwhelming urge of independence like my mom will tell you and I like I hated help I wanted to do everything myself and that's definitely like trickled into how I am here today. Um, and you live in a, a fairly small town. I remember you just talking about it before called Concert. Is that is that the right yes, pronunciation? My yeah, small town. And and as you know, members of the Society of Local Council Clerks are those working in the heart of their communities, trying to keep everybody happy, all their residents, giving them lots of services, keeping um, community centres and sports facilities all open. Um, but I remember you saying that um, your 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 granny lives lives in concert and, and always has. But she says she remembers a very different time for younger people there. What sort of things does she tell you about? Yeah, I mean, it was only recently, like the whole time I've grown up in concert, like there's there's never really been too much going on. And like my nana haven't obviously like been there her entire life, being about like 79 years old now. I'm like, how have you never left concert? Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Um, but she told me only recently like all the stories and stuff of when she used to go like line dancing and there were like all there was just so much going on like a lot of dancing and stuff and like ballrooms and stuff like back in her day and like you just get up and like dance the night away um there was like all these crazy going on on like the bandstands and stuff just so much entertainment that like I never even you because they don't do it anymore like as a young girl living in my town like you look at your small town and you think I want to go to the city you know or mm. something like that because there's not much there but when I was speaking to my nana about all that I was like wow that sounds amazing like I don't want to go to the city anymore I just want concert to come back to its glory do you know what I mean um but yeah she like spoke of it in such like a a way I'd never heard anybody talk about my town before and, and like a way I'd never seen my town represented before. So yeah, it was really, really interesting. And I literally remember saying like, if I wasn't doing everything I'm doing now, like I would literally, I would take such pride in like stepping into the council and like bringing concert back to its glory. Cause like my Nana glows at the sound of it. And she like opened my eyes to what my town used to be. What's your town like now then in terms of things for young people to do? Is it, it, Are there groups? Are there sports facilities? Yeah, there's, there's sports facilities more recently. So they opened like a whole school which has got like all the sports facilities like a gym and a swimming pool and that's only recently and like that's part of a school as well which is great because, you know, like young people are around it constantly. So that's good and I feel like it is getting better and better but... It's just, it's it's nowhere near what my nana says it used to be. And I definitely think there's so much room to just open up stuff like that again, like clubs, theatres, everything, and like invest into that town because the people who are there are loyal to it as well. 
You sound to me like a future councillor. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you personally? What are the projects that are in the pipeline? Oh my gosh, where do I start? <laughs> um, um, most recently I've been, well, you, you mentioned I won a singing competition back in, that was 2020. We filmed it and it aired in 2021. And I got to perform at Radio One's Big Weekend, which was awesome. And it was only at the end of last month where I released my first ever single, so yeah, that was super, super exciting. And I got to do all the promos, posting about that like weeks in advance. I feel like I was harassing everybody on social media with it. But yeah, it was so much fun, like the entire process, writing, recording. And I definitely want to like carry on with that. So I guess the plan is to get into the studio a bit more and work on the music. But all the while, I'm still, of course, developing all this technology, speaking here and there, sharing my story, because that's just something that I'm always going to be doing. Do you still work with Open Biotics? Yes, Open Bionics. So I've been working with them since I was nine and I'm 18 now. So literally like half my life, which is crazy, actually, when you think about it. But yeah, they're amazing. And they're, they were a, a brand new startup company when we were working with them. And I owe so much to them for having such open ears when it came to developing technology. I speak about it in my presentation as well, but like they were the first company who actually said to me, what do you want in the hands? And having previously given like been given gloves and hands that looked really, really realistic, but were really limited because of that. Like they were the first company that were just like, what do you want in your arm? Like, how important is it to look realistic? So you were in there right at the beginning with them? Yeah. yeah. I was in there before they even had ventilation in the arm. Like it was it was right in the beginning and I'm so proud to still be working with them today to have them more like globalized as well as so people are benefiting from them in like countries other than the UK. We're getting them on the NHS. Hopefully that should be happening in 2025, which obviously is incredible. That's a long term plan, which is great news. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, 100%. And it's been such a long time coming. I've been doing the trial since I was about 12. So yeah, it's so, so great to see that come into life because it just makes them more accessible for everybody, really. And that's do you do you work with them globally? So you you travel with them? I have traveled with them in the past. They have just opened their clinic in the US. So they do have a whole team working on that over there. So it's not like I, they're gonna ship me out all the way, although sometimes they have, you know, but I just sort of like did my own thing. But their main lab is based in Bristol, so we're always down there. And yeah, I just I'm in like direct contact with like the CEOs. So any questions, any developments, or anything they want to test they'll send to me first and I'm sort of like the little guinea pig I think that's great news that's a you know a real sponsor a real star for them um you, you talk as well about modeling yes. and you talk about um your your social media work can you tell us a bit about both of those things yeah so social media I never ever started to be a massive crazy thing and the one thing about me with social media is like it's like not strategic at all like I don't plan posts I don't really plan anything I just sort of rock up and I just like to keep it very real and just like document like my days like I am the only person who runs my social media I have been since I started it um so yeah it's it's just a personal thing for me and it's just about sharing my story and allowing the people who want to like look into my life and see what's going on to be able to do that and it's amazing because there's such a large like 
varied audience on there like you've got the people who are really into technology you've got the people who want to be inspired come to one of my talks you've got the people who are amputee like me or you've got another disability that isn't the same but you can relate in that sort of way like there's so many people on there I used to do makeup tutorials as well so then the techie nerds are still on my page watching makeup tutorials because they're into the arms you know so it's really really interesting but it just allows people you know, especially people like me to see people like themselves and to see all the positive feedback that I get as well. It's really, really empowering. And I always say I just want to be sort of the person I would have liked to look up to when I was little. And yeah, I love that. And modeling and stuff as well. We recently did London Fashion Week, which was such a massive thing for me because from the start, like I said, it's all about taking the stigma away from prosthetics. And for me to be offered nothing more than a glove in the beginning, to now have super cool bonacombs that are designed to be fashionable and admired on a runway, that was like craziness and it's been a goal for the longest time and you've just been on holiday of course you're looking yes. fabulously tanned <laughs> thank um, you for the, for, for obviously our listeners can't see that for their benefit <laughs> I'll tell them she looks fantastic um so there's lots more modeling lots more social media stuff to a very very wide audience is it all ages or does it tend to be mainly um younger people 100% all ages I mean I do have like a demographic of like younger people mm. but I like I said it's so varied people of all ages are on there and to finish up, um, what message would you like to give to people who might themselves not have much confidence or facing a life-changing moment or a problem that they've just, uh, they just can't overcome? What would, your, what would your message to them be? Well, I truly believe that like everybody is on their own personal journey through life and you get so much advice from everybody, but I feel like everything you figure out and like accepting yourself and loving yourself for who you are, it's just a journey that you're on yourself. I mean, even me today, there's still stuff that I need to accept about myself, you know, but it's, it's an ongoing journey. And I think that's the beauty of life really. It's like, I always talk about, um, like the three-year-old mindset, you know, when you're a really, really young child, you don't, you, you haven't learned that you're supposed to be insecure about things yet and it's like we almost lose that somewhere and then when you get past like primarily like the teen years but also a lot older people struggle with it like you look back and you admire your mindset you had when you were three years old mm. and it's so interesting to me that we spend our lives trying to reacquire that mindset we had when we were like fresh out the womb so I really do think it's like such a personal journey that everybody's on and it's just about taking small steps and as well just knowing how free and more fulfilled you'll be in your life when you don't need to worry about scars or anything else and I feel like this year for me has been one of the best ones for that and just like yeah I just look back on like the previous summers where I felt like I need to hide away more and just think wow what a waste because now I'm not hiding away and I'm having such a better time for it you know but it's such a personal journey I just encourage people to try and get on that train ASAP so you don't look back on it and think what a waste of those years you know you lived it to the fullest you know, you you are that person already that people are going to look up to and a, and a true inspiration. So Tilly, thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you so much. Thank you.